0: You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Hoosier fans? I hope all of you are having a wonderful Wednesday. This is Locked On Hoosiers. I am your host, as always, Jacob Rood. I appreciate all of you for making Locked On Hoosiers part of your day today. We are 25 days away from IU finally opening the season on the road against Iowa in the Big Ten season opener as well. Speaking of the Big Ten, if you guys want to hear more about them, head on over to Locked On Big Ten podcast with Nate Dickinson. They are going through some position previews Uh, when I was on there last week. Yesterday they discussed the preseason top 25 what it might look like and spoiler they absolutely nailed it So no better place to get some information on the Big Ten You can listen to them on the Odyssey app or wherever you guys are listening to podcasts And mentioning the the top 25 coaches poll came out on Tuesday And IU is in it which is exciting news It's the first time they've been in it in a long long time So we're gonna look at the coaches poll Take a look at some of the ranked games Indiana will have this season, and then I'm going to switch it entirely up on you, and we're going to talk about why preseason polls are pretty meaningless, even if this one matters a lot to Indiana, and then we'll finish up talking about Summer League and the handful of IU guys playing in Las Vegas this week. As always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow me, at Jacob Rude. Follow the show at LO underscore Hoosiers. We appreciate all the support you guys have given us on social media. As I said, IU opens the season ranked in the coaches poll. They open at number 17. This is just a little bit below where they finished last season. They finished ranked number 12 last season. Come into this year ranked number 17. 17. One of five Big Ten teams to be ranked. They are right in the middle of those teams. Really exciting time for Indiana football. To give you some context on how long it has been since Indiana has been ranked. So last season when they finished the year ranked number 12, it was the highest they'd finished in the poll since 1967. When they went to the Rose Bowl, they finished number four that year. The following preseason, 1968, is the last time Indiana was ranked in a preseason poll. So it has been, if my math is right here, over 50 years, almost 55 years since Indiana has been ranked in a preseason poll. Just another milestone this current era of Indiana Hoosier football has accomplished under Tom Allen. Really exciting times. As I mentioned, five Big Ten schools are ranked Ohio State, not shocking. The best amongst them. They're ranked number four. Um, Alabama, Clemson, and Oklahoma in that order are ranked above them. Wisconsin comes in at number 15, Indiana is number 17, Iowa is number 18, Penn State is number 20. Northwestern also received some votes. They ended up technically 27th. Michigan received some votes. I do not believe that the individual polls were made available by coaches. That might not come until later in the season. Uh, I know Tom Allen is among the voters this year, so it would be interesting to see where he will consistently rank Indiana. That will certainly be something that we will keep a note on. Also worth looking at is a tough, tough start to the season Indiana will have. Obviously, as we've mentioned repeatedly, they're going to open the season at Iowa um, on September 4th, 3.30 on the Big Ten Network. That, obviously, is going to be a ranked game now. Number 17, Indiana, versus number 18, Iowa will be a big game. Um, Week 3, another game that many had kind of circled against Cincinnati. Cincinnati comes into the season ranked number 10 So if they are able to avoid any upsets early in the year, that too will be a highly ranked game. A couple back-to-back top 25 games, not back-to-back, excuse me, two and three weeks um, ranked games for Indiana. Indiana will then have another unranked game against Western Kentucky and then go back to Big Ten play against Penn State, who we mentioned as number 20. Uh, there'll be a little bit of a, a break because only because of the bye week. They'll play Michigan State, and then it's a matchup against Ohio State. So in the first eight weeks of the season, four of those games are going to come against currently ranked top 20 teams. Fortunately, IU was dealt a little bit of a favor in that they don't have to also play Wisconsin in one of the crossover games, michigan or excuse me, Minnesota, and then Purdue, obviously, are the crossover games as well as Iowa. So a little bit of a bone thrown Indiana's way, but not much. That does mean if the start of the schedule is rough, the back end of it, relatively easy. Maryland, Rutger, and Purdue all going to be in those final five games are all going to be winnable games. Um, it used to be a count to see if Indiana could get to six, Would certainly be a disappointing season if they only got to six wins this year, but a soft back end of the schedule or softer means Indiana could really get on a run going into a bowl game hopefully this year that they will hopefully finally win. So exciting times for Indiana Hoosier football as we inch one day closer to the season. As I said, 25 days and counting um, until a top 25 matchup to kick off the season. Don't take this for granted, as I've mentioned before, because who knows when or if IU will be in this position again, so it certainly still feels weird to see the IU football Twitter account tweet out rankings. Um, It felt weird all last season, certainly felt weird on Tuesday whenever they tweeted out they were 17th ranked. Just think back to a couple years ago and how much you would have been willing to give up to see a 17th ranked Indiana team compete so really fun times a lot of fun matchups in store in the first few weeks of the season now having said all of that I want to tell you why preseason polls really mean nothing and probably should be done away with but we will talk about that in just a moment now all this talk about scheduling top 25 matchups opening week if you're like me you're as excited as ever to get this season underway if you're looking to do any kind of betting on this season bet online is the fastest and easy way easiest way to bet on all your sports action on top of college football lines which Indiana I believe is a four and a half point underdog depending on how much you want to put into these rankings they are technically the better team typically the home team gets about three points so, This has kind of been in line where I've been able to make some money in the past few years in betting on Indiana. Um, Four and a half points are giving you a little bit of wiggle room, even if you think Indiana might lose that game, and you think the two teams are as evenly matched as the coaches poll seems and think they are. So uh, head on over to betonline.ag before the next kickoff, before the next pitch, if you're a baseball fan, um, either on your laptop or mobile device, and check out the great sporting news, the sign-up bonuses... Contest information If you head on over today Use the code LOCKEDON On your either mobile device Or on your laptop, your computer You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus On your first deposit They're giving you free money Go bet on the Hoosiers Win some money like I have in recent years Bet online, your online sports book expert Now We just spent the last segment Talking about How exciting it is Indiana is ranked we looked at all the top 25 matchups, and honestly, that is exactly why these polls exist. Um, preseason polls are really indicative of nothing. They're basically a congrats on having a good last season. These are the expectations we have for you this season, um, and that's about it. How many times did we see in recent years that Texas was back because they got rated or ranked in a Preseason poll because everybody wanted to give them lofty expectations, or they won a game or two and were suddenly in the early season or ranked early in the season. Um, It's really just kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a bunch of people saying, "Well, this team should be good." Then they win a game or two against another team that they think should be good, and they bump them up the rankings. I'm I'm thinking back specifically to various Texas games. From previous years and I mean if we want to get specific I'm thinking to the 2016 Texas Notre Dame double overtime game where it was billed as this big matchup Um, Texas was taking on number 10 Notre Dame they beat them in double overtime Texas is back Texas goes five and seven and Notre Dame goes I believe four and eight that season nobody was back it only looked like a big win because Notre Dame was ranked in a preseason poll that they really didn't deserve to be ranked in Um, it's just all kind of silliness and they, they do it for the reason we spent the whole first segment talking about is it gets you excited. You get to look at a schedule now and say, Oh man, number 17, Indiana takes on number 18, Iowa. And then in week three, it's number 17, Indiana, number 10, 10 or Cincinnati, excuse me. And it's to sell tickets. It's to get people to tune into games. It's a marketing tool effectively. And, A lot of times it kind of taints how voters look at the polls throughout the rest of the season and how they vote. Whether it is coaches poll, whether it is the AP poll, the college football playoff committee. They like to claim that they're not influenced by things, but it's just, it's natural. There's no way not to be. The old, I mean, BCS rankings were based on formulas that included preseason polls, so it's all it's always in the back of minds of voters and college and playoff committees and whatnot. And realistically, they're not going to go away because it's a lot better for ESPN to be able to put number one Alabama versus whoever early in the season or number even in an uh, Iowa Indiana game. It looks a lot better for the Big Ten Network to have number 17 Iowa or Indiana versus number 18 Iowa. That's just how things are going to go. More people are going to tune in. If you're flipping through channels and you see, oh, Texas is ranked against or Texas is up against a ranked Notre Dame team, you're going to want to stick around. That's just how these things work. It's not something that's going to go away now. Maybe if it had never been implemented, maybe so. But at this point, I don't imagine it would ever go away. To me, the best case or the ideal solution would be no polls until like week four, which is generally when Big Ten play starts. You have an idea of how good teams are. Um, You have an idea of how of the teams that are going to be competitive throughout the year and the teams that won't be. I mean, ideally, you don't release a poll until the college football playoff poll comes out because that's midway through the season. You certainly know who is good at that point how different might have things looked last season for Indiana if the first poll doesn't come out until right after that Ohio state game. Cause everybody knew Ohio state was good. And if Indiana comes in and they go toe to toe with Ohio state and there's no rankings associated with it. And all you have to go off on is that Indiana Ohio state's really good. Indiana almost beat them. How high do you think Indiana is going to start in those polls? So I mean, in an ideal world, that's how things would start. We just said it's never going to happen. Now, again, as we talked in the first segment, for as meaningless as these polls are, in general, for Indiana football right now, it's meaningful. Now, this is more the exception than the rule or anything, because for Indiana, this is about getting a level of respect that they've earned. And that they haven't had in decades, Um, quite literally, five decades. They haven't been ranked in the preseason poll. And it's a sort of reward for these kids. This football team is more or less the same football team, minus a few pieces, that finished the season, or finished a memorable season last year. So this is almost a reward to those kids. We saw what you were doing here's a top 25 ranking to open the next season. And it obviously increases the hype for, for seasons. I know I'm not the only one who's more excited for IU football now that there's a number 17 by their name whenever they open week one. It's just kind of the nature of the thing, and that's quite literally why these exist. My, my main point here, though, is that in basically every case that isn't Indiana, because like I said, they're the exception, this is all about the same names, the same people just appearing in those top of those polls again, year after year, whether they are wanted or not. A lot of these teams are going to immediately start losing games that are in the top 25 and they're not going to see the top 25 again. It happened with Penn State last year, for example. IU beats them. Penn State goes on to lose, I believe, their first five games. They never see the top 25. Again, how different would that be if Penn State's never ranked? I mean, we talk about how it would have been if IU would have been ranked after that Ohio State game. How would people have looked at Indiana if at the beginning of the year it wasn't ranked teams they were beating? Ultimately, it was still Penn State and Michigan that they beat. But if it's just a, a win over Penn State based on the performances Penn State had... I'm not sure it would have carried the same weight. So, it's an interesting kind of hypothetical to look at. Ultimately, I'm against preseason polls in football and in basketball, really any sport because it's a lot of projection, it's a lot of expectations, and it's a lot of congrats on a good year last year, here's your reward. And I there doesn't there isn't a lot of value in that other than marketing and getting people excited for a new season. And it worked. I mean, we've spent two segments talking about this coach's poll, what it means and what it doesn't mean. So I guess in the long run, I've fallen into their trap, but it's just always a opinion I've held. Now, that being said, you absolutely can believe that I'm going to brag every time Indiana is in the polls and remains in the polls throughout the year, because like I said, I don't know how many more times this is going to happen. So I want to savor it and enjoy it as much as I can while it is happening. That'll be the football talk today. We are going to look at how the handful of guys are doing in the summer league so far. Um, It's through its first couple days. Everybody's played a game. All the former Hoosiers have played a game. Some good, some bad. So we will take a look at how those guys have been playing here in just a moment. But first, I want to talk to you about Bilt Bar. Um, I'm sure you guys know at this point, Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus some occasional limited time flavors, whether it's coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. Uh, For me, anything brownie related, I'm going to enjoy. Double chocolate certainly is always going to hit. Um, So there's something really for everyone. If you haven't tried the flavors or all of them, just get a mix box, try out which one or try out all of them, see which ones you like. Um, You'll get two of each of the nine flavors, so you'll have a couple bars that you can taste and see how good they are. Um, But not only are they good tasting, they're healthy as well. You're looking at 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs, so you're looking at amazing flavors Tasty uh, bars, healthy bars. So get online, order today, whether it's the brownie, it's the double chocolate, it's one of the coconut flavors, whatever it is, whatever you like. Um, go to BuiltBar.com, use a promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Last thing we are going to discuss today is... How the trio of Hoosiers are playing in Vegas. We have Romeo Lankford, Devontae Green, and Juwan Morgan all in Vegas this week. Start off with Romeo. They played on Tuesday night. Um, We talked a little bit about his game from last Sunday. Knocked down a big clutch three-pointer, which is always good to see. We talked before he went to Vegas about how he was feeling healthier than he ever had. That being said, on Tuesday... Um, the Celtics did win in a blowout over the Nuggets, but Romeo played 20 minutes and only had eight points, had a rebound, had an assist, went 2 of 4 from the field, didn't make any of his three-pointers. Now, he did have an absolutely enormous dunk, which is on the LO Twitter feed. It's at LO on underscore Hoosiers, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Go give it a Follow. An absolutely enormous dunk. Would have never expected it from Romeo. So he's still making plays, even if it wasn't as good of a game statistically. Um, the Celtics will be back in action on Thursday at 7 on ESPN2 versus the Magic. Every team in Las Vegas is going to get, I believe, four games. Then the best two records will play in a title game. It's kind of a abbreviated version of the... How the summer league normally goes, mainly because of COVID and Las Vegas being a huge hotspot right now. So a truncated summer league means less games for some teams, but still you're getting a fair amount of games. Devontae Green. We had talked last week about him playing for the Jazz. That was in the Salt Lake Summer League, which was just a handful of games and featured two Jazz teams. The Jazz only brought one team to Vegas. Devontae wasn't on that team, but he signed with the Sixers. So that was the good news. The bad news is that he did not play. Well, he basically just didn't play in their first game. The Sixers blew out the Mavericks um, by 22 points, but Devonte only got in for about four minutes, only took one shot, a three pointer, had a turnover and had a foul in those four minutes. I don't know how much he is going to get to play. Um, Honestly, I was a little surprised that he played in Summer League, but also the Sixers have two guards that are really good that are going to get the bulk of the minutes. They played 25 and 24 minutes. There's just not a lot of time available for Devontae, so this kind of truncated or abbreviated Summer League isn't good for him because it means less games, less time he can get in front of his of the coaches. Um Jawan Morgan, meanwhile, another one that we had talked about last week. He started against Phoenix, um, and he had a similar game, unfortunately, to Devontae. So Utah won. They won by six. Jawan played 24 minutes, but it was kind of quiet. Uh, He had five points, four rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Two of five from the field, one of three from the three-point line. He had five fouls. In Summer League, you get ten fouls. So it's really hard to foul out. That being said, memorably, Greg Oden did foul out in Summer League, back with the Blazers as a rookie. But nonetheless, Juwan did start. Um, it's interesting for him because the NBA, in the position he's going to be playing as like a forward, his best bet is to be able to stretch the floor, and that's just not really been his game. That's why he's <clears throat> struggled to... Carve out a role with the Jazz on top of the Jazz just being a really competitive team. It's hard for young players to work their way into the rotation, barring injury. And though the Jazz did have injuries last year, um, Joanne did see some time. It was limited time, and it didn't really last. So, um, Devontae with the Sixers will play on Thursday at 9 on ESPN, so right after... Romeo's game, so you can on Thursday just turn on ESPN two. Romeo will play at seven. Devonte would play at nine. You can try to catch both those guys. Jawan will be playing tonight, Wednesday at nine o'clock on NBA TV. If you have that, he will be starting. He'll get minutes. If you want to watch him, we talked about the Crossroads Classic yesterday. You want to kind of reminisce while watching him? He will be playing on Wednesday. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate, as I said, everybody for making this part of your day. Go give the Twitter a follow if you haven't already. I'm trying to make it a little more active. It's kind of hard in the buildup to football season, but once games come around, I'll try to be live tweeting from there and interacting with you guys. Um, so go give that a follow. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Rood. You can follow the show at LO underscore Hoosiers. And while you guys are subscribing to things, following accounts and whatnot, head on over to Locked on Bets. We're betting on IU and college football doesn't have to be a guessing game. Um, the new Locked on Bets podcast is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. Hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. And L-E-O.